We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the True Faith Podcast. I'm Alex Hurst in the car home with Ben Wade and Simon Camel from Newcastle United 2, Burton Nil. Lads, 2 0 win, very comfortable. Ben? Yeah. Um, obviously, great penalty by Matt Ritchie. And then a fucking fantastic second goal, and we've taken six points out of six for the night. For the night, for the weekend. Ben, you go left? Yeah. Oh, right, you going right? There's those indicators. <laughs> um, Just giving the listeners what they want. So, I mean, we'll start off with, uh, with team selection. Um, I don't know, Sai, pretty, pretty bold attacking stuff from Rafa, would you agree? He passed you the phone. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, I'm not sure, because for me it just looked exactly the same as any other game. Uh, it was it was obviously 4-2-3-1 or whatever, we, what do we call this formation? Um, I was, it was nice to see Diarm... exactly what you call it. Oh, yeah. good, it was nice to see Diarm go into midfield, because he's... he's Maybe struggled a bit at number ten, and more importantly, I just think that Chelvy and Colback was getting very stale in home matches. Um, but Atsu, I don't see Atsu as a as as a positive change. I think he's he's given him a run out as opposed to him actually being that good. But that was my opinion, pretty much. Um, what was the other change? And Bemba was a big shock. Yeah. Um, but again, that's not really an attacking change. So no, I don't think it was any more positive in terms of oh, it's Burton, so we'll put a more attacking team out. I think he just made some changes and. It was tactical more than anything. He's gone for a more wide, pacey game, which didn't really work in the end. And uh, I, we've just had to win by other means again. Yeah, Ben, you disagree with something Sai said there? Just everything. <laughs> um, now I think it was there was proper intent in that team. I think he went attacking. Obviously, um, Diarmé, when he has been playing in that role, it's allowed Shelby to go a bit higher up the pitch and a bit. Uh, sort of get get more involved further up, um, and I think he just he seems to have had a bigger impact than Colback does in the games. I think he's more willing Diome as well to to push on a bit further forward when we can. I think and Bemba is probably the most the, the best footballing centre back we've got on the team. He's the one that's willing to bring the ball out. So again, I think that was an attacking intent to allow. He, he obviously we've seen our Wigan set up last week, and he thought, well, how are we going to combat? Who's going to get the most time on the ball? It's going to be the centre backs. Um, and then I just think as well the the attitude change. Um, I don't. I think it was just again. He's he's going to be more attacking than Gufran. Gufran, for his all his uh, sort of credit we give him, he's, he's he's played in many games this season where he's not really done a lot other than his defensive duties. And you need a player at least in Atsu. Yes, he's. I mean, his his final ball was really poor tonight, but at, at least he's going to have a go at defenders and commit them. And I think what you saw was the 
the sort of the the, the um, result of him running at a, a full back all night meant they were shattered. Like they started to tire really badly towards the second and end of the second half. And I yeah. think I think it was just a it was a spot on in, in terms of all the changes he made. I think obviously a one or two have maybe not turned out as as well as he might have hoped. But all right. at the end of the day, we've got the result. Thanks. So um, <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. So I mean, go, yeah. So going back, I probably agree with Ben more than Sai. Um, I thought it was kind of his attempt to really try and play on the front foot at home. Obviously, we didn't play it too too up front, um, which will have horrified some. But you know, I thought the game started That's off as close as you'll get. Though. Yeah, that is as close as you'll get. Um, Perez is kind of floating around doing that. <laughs> Ryan Gale, more on him later. Um, yeah, so the, t- the team selection was very positive. It shocked me sitting in the Trent. Um, I was like, when you showed us a team, I was like, fucking hell. Even for Rafa, that's a bit bull. But I think the Mbemba one did shock us qu- quite quite a lot. And, you know, the I will have to say, we're, we're kind of, at, I said this in the preview, I actually went 1 0 um, on the match preview for True Faith. Um, and it was 1 0. I'll, I'll drop the gag now about it being 2 0. Um, one nil Newcastle tonight, which we'll come on to in a bit. Um, but Burton reminded me of um, the first time I ever saw some Allardyce team. I was about fourteen, I think it was season 03 or four, and we drew nil nil at home. And it was that kind of they had their back four, they had the two banks of four, and, and back then Allardyce had been playing, playing two up front. But they put the the wingers in front of the fullbacks, and they basically have just got two fullbacks. And you know, surprised me when Allardyce did it that we had Robert and Solano on the wings, and he was just like, "Have it, lads! You want to cross the ball? Fucking go for it! Be, be my guest. Don't care how good your delivery is. We're we're not going to concede any headers in the box, and that that worked for Burton quite well tonight. Um, you know, what didn't work for us maybe in the first 15 minutes is that. Um, Christian Atsu's crossing is worse than Paul Dummett's and they tried that Birmingham tactic a few weeks ago where they basically were just like left sides have it lads go on you have it lads we're not, we're not going to close you down um, Dummett put some really good balls in the box first 15 or 2 um, bombing on as well he, he, he actually like looks like he wanted to get forward tonight and I mean, we'll, really we'll, we'll, it we'll say it now though Paul Dummett was absolutely f- fantastic tonight yeah, I mean brilliant. I need to get some clips from us in 2014-15 absolutely slating him like what a performance like, he did an out wrong he's becoming he's becoming a leader more and more there was a moment in the at the end of the second half when we were 1-0 up when um, <laughs> one of their many 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 big lads they're the, one of the biggest teams I've seen like lads like 6 foot 4 playing fullback um, went and just stood on a needle at the back post and was like me me Paul without any problem from the bench without any problem from any other players in the team went over and took that man and was like you get yourself away Vernon <laughs> He's, and then and then funnily enough the lad had a free header and he scored <laughs> in Burton's only chance but it's, it's the thought that counts <laughs> from Paul um, he spotted the danger but yeah lads I mean we'll, we'll play it alright we're, we're, I thought we moved the ball well enough and I thought it was a good performance 35 minutes or so Sai the penalty um, I, don't, I don't even know where where to start with this at do you want to try and put some words to it for the listeners? At this moment, I mean, we've had we've had no we've not had the benefit of any replays or any kind of uh, TV analysis or anything. We've seen a bit of Twitter. No one seems to know what's happened. We, between the three of us, don't know what's what's happened yet, do we? Brilliant. Thank you, well, for clearing that up. So, I mean, first of all, should we talk, should we talk about the penalty award itself? Because I thought <laughs> I thought it looked very soft. I thought Dwight Gill t- took a very theatrical uh, dive to the floor. He probably got nicked. So I don't think I don't think he did that side. I think near Devardi, he just hoid his legs into the defender. Yeah. Was like, but oh, then he also yeah. launched himself yeah. <laughs> off the ground. But okay, penalty awarded. I think the referee's already thinking. Ooh, was that a bit soft? 
Alright. Yeah. So you thought him, him and the linesman between them look a bit worried just just at that point. He's taking the pen. From like every penalty that's ever been taken for the last about ten years, there's always one or two players making that making their way into the box. So I'm not having that this could be anything to do with encroachment. So it's a retake. It's a retake. Yeah, it's, it's also a retake. But Twitter has confirmed that would be a retake. Yeah, but um, either way, there was, there was players from both teams coming into the box as they do nearly every pen. What what we think might have happened, and what one of my la- pals who's a, who's a referee thinks, is that if there was at any point from the, when the ball is kicked to the ball going over the line that a foul was committed, then that could be given as a free kick to the opposition. And so, yeah, it looks like there's a little bit of tugging from from one of our players and their players in the in the kind of encroaching into the box. but. Beyond that, I haven't got a clue. I don't know. know. I'd love to know the referee explaining though how he managed to see the foul on the edge of the box and see the penalty which was happening behind him because he was looking the other way. Surely he's got to be watching the pen. Exactly. So on on Twitter, I mean, by the time you lot listen to this, might might it might have been explained or something. But we are totally in the dark. Everyone in the ground. Oh, it's funny. I was I was getting texts and messages from people during the game. So what was that for? And it's like, well, if you don't fucking know, I don't know, because we don't have access to like replays, obviously, in the ground. But people are just so bamused by it. But it, but as you say, say si, if it's given for a foul, of which ref, um, replays, are, you know, um, kind of journalists are, suge- are suggesting have seen replays, there is no foul. If he's given a foul when the ball is in play, which is from when the ball is, leaves the penalty spot to goes in the goal. Um, just just get, getting through from Twitter now. Go on, sorry. Brian Swanson, you know, this guy. Fucking hell, it's gone, it's gone big, Brian Swanson. Yeah. <laughs> We're back. But apparently, the referee has given an indirect free kick for encroachment by mistake. Fucking hell, and that's, 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 that's obviously so an indirect free kick for encroachment. That's why Rafa and his pals are going so tits on the sidelines. Funny, funny moment happened at half time, this probably wasn't picked up, is Rafa sent one of the coaching staff on with an iPad yeah. <laughs> to show the ref. <laughs> like great forward thinking that from uh, from a forward thinking manager, um, but what like uh, there's a well known shame he couldn't do it at the fucking time. And a well known referee uh, Newcastle fan who may or may not wear a colourful wig. I was in the bog at half time, and that actually went further along along the Gallagher because the the corner bogs were busy as per. And um, this 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 fan came in. Obviously, I thought he was coming in for a piss, and just went, lads, it's a fix. They want to keep what we're doing here. It, it will make them too much money from the tally, and walked out. Didn't need a piss. Didn't just, <laughs> just, just like doing the bog. He's like, right, I've done the East Stand. That's ticked off. Just to say it's a fucking conspiracy theory. But fair play to the referee. I mean, you had to find one way to fucking try. like try and fuck with as hard as the other refs have it's, in this, this league. Do you know what it is? It's Bobby bloody madly getting the, all <laughs> his bloody chickens coming to roost after he couldn't manoeuvre the bloody one-one draw uh, right in. Fucking arrange it, try and get with a drop against Burton so, on the night that Huddersfield. So that I mean, Dwight Gale had a great chance as well, which he should have scored straight after the pen. Um, Sai, you you thought the atmosphere was quite good tonight. So do you think that that decision had a lot to do with that in terms of the the crowd sticking with the team? I mean, yeah, we've said it before. As soon as something happens, an incident, a bad foul, a red card, or a decision, it does get the crowd lifted, especially on a Wednesday night, home to Burton. There was a what was about forty eight thousand there tonight, a bit, bit of a lower crowd than than the last few games. Um, yeah, but I thought that that aside, before the penalty decision, so what was it thirty five minutes in? There wasn't really any, even though it was the exact same start to a game as we had against Wigan, 
and there was people getting a bit frustrated there and it's the exact same startup game we've had since Christmas basically you know we're, we've met with a team that's pressing high and, and working really hard and restricting our chances and Burton did exactly the same and we're, we didn't really create much in the first half now but we kept on the plan they did, yeah they didn't out and we had nothing to worry about um, we, we just kept our passing game we had all the ball just possession 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 and as Ben said before it by about 60 minutes it started to pay off and I think maybe people are even starting to realise that that you know this is how, how we play we, 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 we grind teams down and then the second half we take our chances and it's so starting to work you were going to go into the rougher speech there we stick together <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, uh, uh, but I think the crowd stuck with it tonight and yeah maybe the, the incident did help it kind of distracted from getting frustrated at the players there was one one public enemy today and it was the ref so aye who, uh, was, who was he? Uh, Stroud, I've, I've Stroud, Keith Stroud Ben, you're in the wrong lane here. Um, yeah, this is for the 19. Unless we're going, unless we're going on the tunnel. Yeah, we're going over there. And Ben's, but straight on. Ben's right. Ben's right. There's only two lanes at the minute. Dog, I learned to drive, pal, with your bloody advanced driving degree <laughs> and all the rest of the shite you got. Back to the football. Um, yeah, so obviously half time came away. Like the whole of half time was just like, what the fuck? I'd, when I went down to the concourse, I, I spoke to a few people who were again just like, what on earth? Like we've never, no one has ever seen anything like this. There is no precedent for this on a football pitch. Um, it's like one of them things the lad said to me at half time quite well. <laughs> like it's not even one of the things that you've seen on telly, like something mental in a South American game or something. I don't know. Like. If, if, if this hasn't even been on like Nick Hancock's football hell or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Poor, poor, poor <laughs> Matt Ritchie. <laughs> That's a ridiculous like reference. Nick Hancock's fucking football hell. We can't control the ball. We really started uh, pressing the keeper. The keeper's made a really good save from Diame. Um, you know we've had some other chances, uh, and then eventually it comes Matt Ritchie. Absolutely fantastic goal, and we've said it before. Matt Ritchie, this kind of running part of the season, what an absolute player he is, coming in from the left, top corner, and um, I don't know about you lads, but I kind of thought it was never in doubt from that point. Mm. Yeah, definitely, completely agree. Is that his 15th goal now? Fif- yeah, 15 goals the season goals for... From uh, return, that fair play. From it, Ratchie. Um, Brilliant. But yeah, no, it was just, I think, I mean, you were saying you were really impressed with Burton tonight, and the, the word, like, the setup, like, to be tough to beat, and they were exactly that but uh, they had very little going forward and I just think once we'd got the breakthrough I mean we should have had it from the penalty earlier on we could have won by any any number after that but um, yeah as you said just once we got that goal they, they didn't I mean we to be honest we sort of sat back and stopped playing a little bit silly like giving yeah. the ball away and we sort of if they'd have been a decent team we might have put ourselves into a bit of trouble but there was just no real threat I, don't, I think there was one one free kick that, to the back post that um, uh, Darlow's made a brilliant save from, but other than that, he's, he's done very little. That free kick, the bench was going nuts, saying, back post, back yeah. post, pointing frantically, all of them pointing towards the back post, saying, lads, we need more at the back post, more at the back post. What, four men on the wall for a ball that was always <laughs> going to get to the back post? And Rafa just looked absolutely furious after the free kick, after Darlow's had to make a save, as I say. I know what you mean about the dicking about at the end like Chancel was particularly guilty <laughs> of uh, causing panic it was like when, when Ben I think I said to you when I walking up the ground I was like I think Chancel do alright as long as he doesn't have any fucking catastrophic moments which he, he didn't so he, he, did, did, he did absolutely he, fine he flirted he flirted with <laughs> chaos um, but it was good to see him back in the team um, he's had a hard season you know everyone thought um, Mitrovic and Chancel would be two of the main lads this season and they just haven't been anywhere near it 
Um, I thought he did what he did really well was, which neither, none of the other defenders can do. Is he's quick enough that when a ball's played up, he like he sort of allows the defender back into him. He just he's quick enough to just get around the head of him and just nick the ball off him. None of the others yeah. ever do that, and he was get he was like, getting on the front foot a lot of times and yeah. did really well nicking the ball back. Okay, there was a couple of uh, miscommunications, I guess you call them, um, whereby he wasn't sure what what was going on with Darlow. But I think yes, okay, he's, he's got to take a bit of blame for some of the stuff but at the same time I've, I've just got a feeling I don't think Darlow gives a, a good enough shout um, a lot of the time yeah hello yeah, well, Steve Austin no Ben <laughs> it's not um, I but yeah it, I think I think he's done himself no no harm I think I think we'll see either Kieran Clark who's just fit or big big grant back for Saturday like particularly with Rhodes and um, what's the <laughs> the ex Markham who's shite Fletcher um Aye, but I thought, lads, it, it's not popular among some people, but I thought Big Modi Army played really well again, especially second half. Um, it was a bit, bit ropey in the first. We've got any of the adjectives to players? We've got Big Grant, Big Mo, <laughs> Big Paul played well in Nets. They're all, they're all big, those lads, though. Big Mo, Big Mo. Si, what do you make of Diame's performance? I thought he was very good. I think he gets a lot of um, unfair stick when in the first half we play like the, the way we do. So Diame's job in the first half is just to run around and and tire out their, their players. He's not going to get much time on the ball. I mean, today, every time the ball was on him, there was two players like within inches of him straight away. And he's he, he's very good. He's got quick feet. He was, he was moving the ball around as quickly as he can, laying it off to Shelby, one touch out to, uh, to Richie or Atsu. And occasionally it doesn't come off because he's given no time at all. By the 60th minute, as is the way we play, he suddenly found himself in like five, ten yards of space every time he got the ball and he was able to bring it out, run into their half, run at defenders, find the right pass, have a bit more time on the ball to, to make the right pass and make some good cutting through balls. And I think it's his his stamina and his, his kind of endurance that means that he can do that. He can do the first 60 minutes and then for the last half an hour still be really valuable to us. I just think he gets a bit of a hard time. He's playing the hardest position on the pitch in a Rafa formation that's number 10 because it's so important. And I think he's doing a good job. Yeah. And today, you look comfortable in centre midfield. I'll still obviously start. If it was a choice between, um, you know, him and Hayden to start alongside Shelby, would obviously be Hayden. But I think I think he's not a number ten. Um, I thought I think he's done his best in that position, and it, it kind of upsets me a bit the stick he gets. But <laughs> I'm just a sensitive soul. Um, meanwhile, Perez <laughs> was really. Um, Really ropey tonight again. I, I thought he didn't take his chance. There was some nice touches. There was a moment in the first half when um, Gale played him in with uh, the outside of the foot, really nicely, like loads of time, loads of space, and he put it into like row X of the Gallagher. Uh, that was disappointing. Um, I don't know what to say about him because I thought he came on against Wigan and played well. And uh, back to back to the battle, Perez tonight. Uh, I don't know if you agree, Ben. Um, I don't know. I think. As you say, I think in the formation, it's just it's a difficult position to play. I think in this in this formation in this team because it's, it, you don't really get any space. I mean, he, he seems to be trying to find a pocket of space in between the the back four and the midfield, and it just doesn't exist because teams sit so deep. So I think, especially in this league, it's just a very difficult position to play. I think anyone that, that's played in there this season hasn't really looked brilliant because. As well, we're not we're not the sort of team that are going to play a lot of balls in the feet. So you you find I, I find myself watching them just run it. They're running round, sort of just moving left to right, but never getting on the ball. And you, you just become a bit um, I don't know, just 
it's just it just doesn't happen for him. It's like I think I think he gets themselves in good positions, and particularly towards the second half tonight. At the end of the second half tonight, he was he was collecting the ball, turning into space, running at the back four, which is what we like to see him doing. So fair play to him, and then either just passing the ball to them or just having all sorts of like untold mares. Um, Sorry, because you're getting out soon. It uh, it didn't happen for Christian Atsu tonight. No, I mean yeah, I, I started the show quite harsh against him. I think I just don't think he has much end product. He's he's got some skill, he's got some some flair and pace, but. Whenever he gets to the byline or whenever he beats his man, you just want to see like a good pass or like a shot or something, and it very rarely happens. It's an overhead cross. It's a scuff against the first man. It's frustrating to see. Um, or rather, when Paul Dummett gets around him, he gives him a bit of a naff ball. It's just there's a player in there. There's a skillful player. He's probably got a future, but I don't. I don't rate him. It, <laughs> no, nothing really ever comes off for him. Is that some sort of? Failed like death threat. <laughs> I, I hope he no, got a future. No, Ben. Um, um, no, but I think just he, he, like all he's got in his locker, unfortunately, is the cut in and smash up with his we'll, left foot. We'll go left to go left. <laughs> we don't want to be in the works access. Um, <laughs> no, that's <need> help. Because <laughs> we can't provide it. Um, but it's just it's like I just as as I said, there was a lot of balls wasted tonight, unfortunately. Yeah, there's um, a couple of times where we where it's really nice step overs and he skinned that him and Anita, particularly first half when there was. Where, uh, first swapped flanks. I thought him and Nita linked up really well, and then Burton kind of worked them out a little bit. I think I think he's it's still, as I said, I mean, as I said at the start of the podcast, he's probably a better option um, than good front end game like that because he, he is direct and he he did give their like defenders a sort of a handful every time he got on the ball and he, he never um, he doesn't give them a minute. Like he's obviously he's constantly looking to, to run at them directly. So. It, it sort of does, does tie them out, but uh, it just didn't, didn't happen tonight, unfortunately. And I think he's just, as, as we've already said, he, he needs to be working on his, his uh, delivery. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, fantastic win. Um, we're kind of... One little, little point about Burton is, because they were so rigid in their formation, they kind of just let Shelby have the ball. They didn't close them down at all. What was quite funny is, um, as soon as they went 1-0 down, they kind of started to try and mark Shelby out the game, which I was was bizarre. Um, <laughs> And that, that that Australian lad who played ten for them, I thought looks looks an accomplished player. Um, <laughs> How do you know he's Australian but don't know his name? Because he's been banging them in, and I just know I just know he's an Aussie. Because um, obviously they're shit at footy, and he's not. Um, Tim Cahill. Yeah, Tim Cahill's a shout. Um, yeah, but you know what? Six points. I said it in my my uh, true faith preview. All all I wanted was six points in these two games. No excuses. No shite refs. I did not predict that. <laughs> but um, we just needed six points. We've got six points. We're ten points clear with six games to go. Techni- we haven't talked about the goal. It was a fucking brilliant, brilliant Oh, yeah. Goal. Brilliant goal by Matt Ritchie. Matt Ritchie I talked about him a little bit side before. Mention did mention it. Like, you're just asleep in the back. Probably. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, brilliant. I've not, we've not seen it since, but absolutely brilliant goal from uh, from Matt Ritchie. So, just just, just dead happy. Size just left for Um and it's kind of me to say, you know, six points, I'm dead happy, well done to the lads, well done to the manager, and the fans as well, both games kind of stuck behind the team, you know, we'll whinge about that a lot. Um, but yeah, so Ben, six points, good good week as we're going to Chef Wed, bouncing, I mean, we're six points from promotion really with, um, with, with, with six games to play, we're six from 90, we need 11 points to be mathematically promoted in, in six games, so it's happening, isn't it? It is, I think... Um as well, it's just it, it, obviously it was a big week, especially sort of all the the talk all season has been about us not really hitting our straps and 
um, like the teams behind were sort of going on all these runs and putting under a lot of pressure. Well, it's come to the crunch point, and you've seen Leeds and Huddersfield both drop points yeah. in the last couple of weeks against some very beatable teams. And it's just, I think it's we deserve a lot of credit for the fact that we've we've had the same sort of like tough tough game. I mean, they're obviously against the bottom bottom teams, but they're not easy. There's no easy games. They're always difficult because they don't. They've just got one plan. And it's just to frustrate. Plenty of teams have come and stuck against against teams like that this season, so it was just uh, good to see the professional job done and get the, the six points, as you said. Yep. Uh, well, so well done, everyone. At Newcastle United for for this. I think everyone listening will be will, will be as pleased as we are. Um, a job well done. Before. Yeah, don't sound too pleased. No, I'm, I'm delighted. It's absolutely buzzing. I can't wait to see the highlights. Um, I, it just, it, I'm just still in shock about the penalty. It's just like, it it's a quiz question. It's like a what happened next on question of sport. Like, what happened next? Uh, <laughs> the referee forgot he was a referee. <laughs> um, I just, I, I don't know. It's, it's one of them. You know when um, that stupid ref sent off two players against Forest. And I thought that's it. We'll not fuck with any more than this yeah. in the half. So um, enjoy that, Sunderland fans, next season. Yeah. Bat, not that I'll be it, but batshit mental referees who just look to keep winning the division so they can get a game next year. According to Scott, anyway. Um, we will have a show for you. Probably we'll probably do a longer show after Chef Wed on the Monday, so we can maybe digest this result a little bit more on the Chef Wed. Me and Ben are will be down at Chef Wed, but we'll probably not do the show till Monday. We'll do a long one for you. Looking for a Leeds fan? If anyone who's a Leeds fan. Uh, to come on the show that will be champion thanks for, to everyone who's leaving the positive reviews on iTunes their mint uh, watch that Fox <laughs> um, Fox you see it um, Fox on the road people um, northeast of England come visit um, now I had a chat earlier with uh, Sheffield Wednesday fan who was excellent so another 10 minutes after this uh, for you to get stuck into and as I said we will be back for you uh, Monday night probably thanks for listening so Robbie, good win, three uh, three points last night live on telly and the banana skin in the local derby was was managed to be avoided. Um happy enough with, with the game last night? Uh yeah, not not really a spectacle, but three points is all that matters at this stage of the season. So yeah, we're good to see us have a bit of bottle for once. Uh, <laughs> it's been missing a bit in recent weeks, certainly against Barnsley, so Nice yeah. to see us uh, actually get three points this time, yeah. Yeah, and obviously with Fulham getting beat, it's it uh, you know the the momentum swung back in your favour. Um, how how has the season gone so far after reaching the playoff final this season? Did you did you maybe expect that you'd push on and be closer to the automatic spots this season, or always promote, or was the playoffs always the aim? Uh, yeah, I think a lot of Wednesday fans, um, myself included, were hoping we'd be about in the position Brighton are in. Uh, probably challenging you and writing for an uh, automatic spot but yeah it, it's just not gone gone our way I think we've had a bit of a hangover from Wembley to be honest with you um, and then we've not really adjusted well the teams widening up to us um, and coming parking the bus sometimes at Hillsborough um, they've done very well to be fair a lot of teams to cut off our players so yeah we found it a bit difficult to be honest but um so we've we've got we've just found out last night we've equaled last season's number of wins uh, <laughs> right. with six games to go. So it's one of them in it. Um, depends on which way you look at it. We drew a lot of games last year, so felt like we weren't losing. But yeah, I'm same amount of points or similar anyway. Yeah, um, I, I've noticed that this season certainly from the last time that we were were here back in 2009-10. Um, number one, the quality of the teams is far better than it was then. 
Um, yeah, and also the the points totals are higher at all 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 over the, the you know well particularly the top of the division. Um, you know I think we kind of as the season's gone on, kind of from October time, there's only Reading back in oh five. Us in two thousand nine ten and uh, Cardiff from a couple of years ago, so or Leicester from a couple of years ago, who've bettered our yeah. points total, and yet we're still we're still kind of not fully clear of of the teams below. So the points total yeah. at, the, at the top of the league is definitely better. How do you see Sheffield Wednesday, or, or what what do the fans think about Sheffield Wednesday's status as a club? Is it is it now very much like you know you need to be in the Premier League like sooner rather than later, or or yeah, is there a bit of understanding so. that it might take a couple of years to get there? Um. I don't know. If you I think if you look through the forums and Twitter, it's quite you get a mixture of level-headed fans who appreciate we've been so bad for so long now. Um, it's not going to happen overnight, but I think expectations after last season have just gone through the roof now. Um, I think everyone's just desperate to get to get promoted. Really, um, yeah. I think we can have a good go at it this time, unlike last time. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, so presuming all goes well and and you and you make the playoffs. Um, you know, like, is would would you fear um, anyone? I haven't played all the teams this season. You know, your Leeds and Huddersfield and 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 Ren, do you, Would you back Sheffield Wednesday to get up amongst that lot? Um, yeah, well, if we got us players back, um, we've had a bit of unluck. We've just started to get the likes of Gary Hooper and Tom Lees back, but um, still missing Kieran Lee, Sam Hutchinson, and Fernando Forestieri at the minute, who are absolutely massive for us and the way that we play. Um, I think if we had everyone back, I'd fancy us. Yeah, I think just the experience from last year would help us more than anything. Yeah. Um, I think Leeds, Reading, and Huddersfield are probably going to be in a similar situation to us, where we got there on the day. But I think we rode us luck a bit against Brighton in the semi-final. But Hull just did a superb job on us at Wembley. We, we just bossed the game, we cut off Bannon and Forest area, and they just wouldn't let us have a sniff really. Yeah, and in terms of how this, this season's gone, and you mentioned it a little bit compared to last season, is is it, it, you know would you be would you be happy with with kind of consolidation in the playoffs and not going up, or or is there a you know I'm kind of supposing what I'm getting at is there a financial need for the club to get promoted because obviously you have spent fairly big, um yeah. you know in, t- in January with with Jordan Ro- was it Jordan Rhodes who went to you, uh, yeah, Rhodes, yeah. yeah so so is there a financial need to get promoted or or will you be able to give it a good go next year as well if you didn't um I don't I'm not sure actually no one's really thought of that um I don't think if we do stay down we'll teams come in for our players possibly um, I think the majority of us our, our um, first team squads under long term contracts thankfully it's one thing we've managed to do well um, but they are at the same time they are big contracts so obviously the sooner we get up the, the less we have to worry about financial fair play and all that type of stuff um, also not having parachute payments affects us as well uh, so yeah but I think we'd be okay. I think we'd be able to keep the core of the squad for next season if we had to. But yeah, I'd, the sooner the better, really. What, what about the manager? Um, a lot of people last summer were talking about him as a potential target for Premier League clubs. It hasn't happened. Is he still as popular as ever with the Sheffield Wednesday fans? Um, I think he is with the majority. To be fair, yeah. But like, I, I really like Carlos. But even I've started to wonder over the last few weeks of whether we're going to take it up. Um, just we seem to keep making the same mistakes week in week out um I seem a bit devoid of ideas when we get into the final third but um to be fair to him he has been missing his best attacking players lately 
Yeah. So it would make a big difference. Just seemed to lack a bit of pace or a bit of a, that spark that Forest area would give us. Or if McManaman was up to speed yet, but it's not had much game time either yet. And obviously, the last time we met went with you was uh, this Boxing Day December when you won one nil at St James's. Was that was yeah. that a surprise to you, or did you see that one coming? Um, I actually said said to my mate actually I saw that one coming. I said you've not really Newcastle won't have played a side quite like us yet. We're not we're not the best like by any means in the league, but we sometimes Carlos gets his tactics spot on. He's managed to do it against Huddersfield. Uh, and he did a very good job, I thought, up at St James's Park. Um, Hutchinson, I thought, was absolutely magnificent that day. Um, yeah, I mean, the only problem I think with Carlos is he sometimes seems to overthink about what the opposition can do rather than what we can do. So it kind of stifles us a little bit. He um, seems to set up to nullify the opposition rather than going for it sometimes, which frustrates fans a bit. Yeah, I thought he got his tactics spot on. To be honest, Newcastle aren't a... Uh... I wouldn't say we're not a bad team at home, but what we're away from is just even as you know, as someone who watches that follows the team away from home, our away form is absolutely mental good. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got the best away form in in Great Britain apart from Celtic, um, yeah. but at home, at home, we're much easier to stop because when teams do sit deep and and presses, but up, up only up until the kind of halfway line. Um, so they don't leave any space in behind, then we'll, we'll really struggle. But our, one of the things I remember about that that game is how <laughs> you'll have to excuse me here because fair play to them, but how dirty Chef Wed were, um, yeah, and how we how the referee. I mean that day I, I remember I've got this stat etched in my memory. That day you committed twenty three fouls and only think you got two bookings, which is mental. That the math doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. But like if the referee, I think I think the Chef Wed lads realised pretty early on. Thought this ref's gonna let we'll get away with a lot here. I'm gonna get two or three. You know, any time any Castle player did beat a chef where player, I found a bit of space, just pull him back, trip him up. You won't yeah. get booked. Um that really harmed us. Not I'm not that's not a criticism of Chef Wed at all. You've got to do you've got to do what you've got to do to win a game, particularly when you're away at a club like Newcastle. But um how how do you see the game going this this weekend? I know we obviously play at the time I'm speaking to you, we play tonight. Um you've already played, got your win and the belts. Do you do you give your, your lads much of a chance on Saturday? Um I'm not sure. I think if we get a couple of players back, I, I, I think we'll get something from the game. But like you say, you you away from home is a bit different. Um, I, I fancied us to get something on Boxing Day because I thought we were just going to be the underdogs. It's probably more of a more of a level. Um, I still say you were favourites given our recent form because we've been abysmal to watch lately. Um, but yeah, I think I've got a feeling we could sneak a point. It just depends on starting lineup. Honestly, we. We could end up with, if we have no offence to him, but Jones or Samido or someone starting, then I'd, I'd worry about his movement in midfield and, and his defensive uh, defensive midfield. But yeah, I think if we got Hutchinson back, might give us a bit more of a, like a bit more strength. Cause I think he did so well at St James's Park to keep Diame quiet, really. Yeah. Because um, Diame absolutely killed us at Wembley for Hull. So, yeah. Now he's been very in and out for us this season. Although he's he probably gets a bit of unfair criticism from Newcastle fans, in my opinion. Um, you know, obviously this time you'll have Shelby to contend with when he was banned last yeah, time. Or we're, we're kind of a different team with him in the side, certainly creativity wise. But is there is there much of a buzz about this one? I mean, it's on the telly, so I'd imagine that would harm harm the attendance. Is it going to be um, a, a sellout, or is there you know people looking forward to the game? I'm not, I think 
think so, yeah. I think if we'd have beaten Barnsley as well, I think we'd be looking forward to it a hell of a lot more. But I think it's, it's more of a worry at the minute. We just need points on the board. We're Fulham chasing us, Preston are coming up really quickly as well. Um, yeah. But it's well, a squeaky bum time. <laughs> Leeds and uh, Uddersfield have stuttered as well over the last couple of games. So um, I think everyone's just hoping to just get, get wins on the board no matter how. So yeah, we could, we could end up fouling you again. I don't know, but... <laughs> Some of the rest we've had at Hillsborough this season, I don't think we'll get away with it at all. Right, yeah. Well, I hope so. Um, right, well, that, that's just about everything from us. Cheers, Robbie. Um, obviously, we hope you wish you all the best for the rest of the season. And, um, you know, if, if, if we are to be promoted, which is looking likely, I'd much rather a chef wed, even a Leeds came up than a Reading, you know, another massive yeah, southern-based, yeah. massive long journey club. And a chef wed always bring good support to St James's, which very few teams do. Um, in terms of numbers so yeah all the best and thanks for your time yeah no worries thank you mate you too everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35 magnesium will help you rediscover balance energy and vitality magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body including those involved in hormonal balance from functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.